I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together we, we watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre. Of the same genre. And watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you'll know what's a surprise hit and what's totally ho ho ho, Merry New Year, <laughs> all that sort of festive stuff rolled into one. The last time we spoke to you was beginning of December, now it's the beginning of January, it's 2018, it's a new year. It's actually the third year for this podcast, sort of. Is it? Oh, technically. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, it's cool. pretty awesome, isn't it? It yeah, is only episode amazing. 32, but it's still the third year that we've been going, which I think is really quite exciting. That is very exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. So welcome, <laughs> listeners. Welcome to 2018. We Watch Anything. And Jono, good to see you again, man. Yeah, it's good to see you too, dude. And um, yeah, it's great to be uh, touching on quite a festive subject, even though it's after Christmas, sort yes. of, in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we watched the movies over Christmas, and yeah. it's not that festive a subject. It's only festive because, no. you know, we can, we can link festive things to it. But luckily, yeah. this wasn't supposed to be our Christmas episode. No, well, all it was was that we were inspired to do what we're doing. What are we doing this time, Ben? We're doing buddy cop movies. And we were inspired because last year was the 30th anniversary of Lethal Weapon, and Lethal yes. Weapon has a festive vibe, and Die, Die Hard has a festive vibe, but that's but not really Buddy Cop. Although I suppose it is Buddy Cop a bit. What, with him and Reginald L. Johnson? Yeah, sort of. Kind a bit of, of that in but there. not really. No, not really. Yeah. What is it that makes a Buddy Cop movie? Let's break this no. down. Okay, good idea. You need a, a sort of a couple of unlikely buddies yeah. who are placed together. Possibly yeah. a crazy one, possibly a sensible one. You need cops. You need cops, and you need um, you need though the, the basic underlying uh, respect and love to be there with the sort of like veneer of tension and friction yeah, over the top. Yeah, yeah, or certainly by the end, you know, like yeah, yeah. I, I mean Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, you know, they they really like each other by the end, don't they? But at the at the start, yeah, I mean they that's a three way like sort of buddy, isn't it? Really? I know, but I still I still I, think I quite, it qualifies I personally. About that. Yeah, because it's like it's like two cops who are quite similar versus the one cop, yeah, um, Axel Foley or whatever he's called, and um, uh, yeah, and so I think you need that. But also, I was looking. Up, I found this quite good Wikipedia page on mm. buddy cop films, which had a whole load listed, and it and then it sort of talked about having a, a sub genre of uh, buddy cop dog movies like Turner and Hooch. And I just oh, that's a brilliant, brilliant. I, know. Thing. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> But as well, it did list some films that weren't, you know, had one cop and then one other, you know, type of non-cop investigator. Well, yeah. And I think that's I think that's okay too. So they don't literally have to be cops. Oh no, they it. definitely don't literally have to be cops. You can you no. can have a, like a buddy and a civi- a cop and a civilian. I I would say. Yeah, yeah. If they go, if they go, if they if they're investigating together, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, th- I mean, I, that's what I think you need. And I've got a buddy cop movie that I want to tell you all about, Benjamin. Well, hit me, Jonathan Scott. <laughs> okay. Well, my film's from uh, 1975, and it's called Brannigan. It's oh, a right. classic 70s cop film. Yeah, exactly. Single name, Bullet, Brannigan. Here it is. And it's a John Wayne movie from 75. And uh, basically, uh, uh, according to the um, Scuttlebutt on the internet... Ooh, Scuttlebutt. Um, I know. Um, the, the the general story is that uh, John Wayne turned down Dirty Harry, and then after seeing the success of that, quickly did a couple of police cop thrillers in in quick succession. There was McHugh before this one, the year before this, and then he did this one, Brannigan. And yeah. this is a sort of um, 
you could describe it as a cop out of water film because basically okay. he's a tough a tough Chicago police lieutenant okay Jim Brannigan and um, the plot is that he's sent to London to extradite a American gangster played by John Vernon remember John Vernon dude no okay well he's in Animal House as the um, oh god what's the name of the bloody Needle Meyer oh the principal the principal. Yes, 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 yes. I do know. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. God, sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway. So, and, and when he comes to, so he comes to England. You know, so it's an American out of out of out of water in England. And when he when he arrives, he's assigned a local officer, Jennifer, played by Judy Geeson, who. Um, Who's, he's basically there to sort of hold his hand while he's in London. So he's this sort of big American brash, and she's this sort of, um, and she's the sort of the other half of the buddy in that she's a, she's quite cool, but she's quite she, she's you know she's a, she's an English person. She's yeah, quite yeah. by but the she's numbers. Marginally quite, sensible. Yeah, yeah, but um, but there's also more of a clash in ways between Brannigan and her boss, who's played by Richard Richard Attenborough, Commander Swan, oh, and right. Richard Attenborough's definitely more by the book, and he hates the way that Brannigan keeps walking around with his his thirty eight Colt Diamondback revolver. Um, right. Anyway, so so he's in this country to extradite this notorious gangster, John Vernon, when John Vernon is kidnapped. Dun, dun, dun. This plot is thickened. Um, then they know it's real because they're, they're sent a finger in the post of Larkin, and they know it's his. I can't remember how they know it's his. Maybe it's a blood test. Whatever. And um, probably a bit pre DNA. Uh, yeah, ex- I, I don't know how they do it. Maybe but anyway, the, the, say again. Do they take his fingerprint? Oh yeah, that could be it. Yeah, that's probably is it. Hmm. But I can't remember, dude. Okay. All I know is that they they know it's 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 legit. Hmm. And then um, the mobster's lawyer, who's this quite sleazy lawyer, dude sort of negotiates this ransom drop which they try to they try to sort of get the bad guys but basically it all fails because the bad guys are too clever for them and that's as far as I'm going to go oh no and another bit of subplot that I'm just going to tell you about is that there's a man in a black jag who follows Brannigan around and is trying to kill him you know okay, there's a contract but... out on Brannigan's life oh right but is that unconnected to, to... no it's all connected but mm. it's it, 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 the sort of two plots run slightly concurrently or whatever yeah um and here's my review, people. Uh, it's so this film is rather slow and ponderous. <laughs> is, is is all is, is is the is the very quick summary. It's it's got quite clunky direction. It's got a quite an irritating score that comes in at really sort of random times, and you can oh, definitely like an irritating score. You can definitely definitely feel the script. Mm. Um, and it's definitely got the, the kind of score that sort of like kind of tells you oh you're supposed to be finding this exciting right <laughs> you know kind of dun 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 when they're in fact just filming some someone walking along and it's yeah, like yeah. well just just someone walking along and dun 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 isn't going to make me excited <laughs> <laughs> but anyway you can definitely feel the script but it is made with some money you can feel it's not a, lo- a particularly low budget yeah and it looks really good you know as in it just it's filmed quite nicely yeah, yeah. so the direction is clunky but individually like the scenes are you know they lit well they look quite posh it's on really nice stock etc etc yeah but, but i mean basically <laughs> is it in, is it remotely enjoyable <laughs> yes I mean, okay my review this is a recommend oh but right. it's okay this it's is, uh, it's you're gonna build up to like a man <laughs> no well it is a bear but i quite enjoyed it first of all as a buddy cop film it only just scrapes in as a buddy cop film <laughs> because it is more it's, it's definitely more about John Wayne's character than Judy what's her name's character yeah but there is there's still an element of buddy cop it just qualifies but only just but what i enjoyed most about it is the is the locations 
Okay, so oh, most okay. of it was shot oh, in, in London. London yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, so this is quite a boring reason to recommend a film. But honestly, it just looks really good. It's filmed in 1974, and you just see loads of like 1974, like, in, like you know, n- well known places like Hyde Park Corner, Trafalgar Square, Charing Cross, but also sort of you see, you know, like the Docklands when they were still all yeah. rubbish in 1974. And it's just, it's, it's kind of cool. Oh, and they also go right to, um, they go into the Garrick Club. And apparently oh, the Garrick cool. Club don't really let anyone um, in anymore, but Richard Attenborough was a member, so that's so he negotiated uh, that they actually nice. film inside the Garrett Club. But I found that quite interesting. Yeah, that is and, interesting. And 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 beyond that, <laughs> and the funniest thing is the hitman. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be quite cool, and you're supposed to sort of look up to him. But yes, he's got really bad hair. He dresses <laughs> really badly, and as well, he's kind of he's an undercover professional hitman. But he's driving he's driving a freaking E-type Jag, right? You know, like, you know, it's like the least subtle. He's car not Mister Anonymous. No, exactly. And he's like he keeps revving it really loudly. He doesn't wear chance brand of, like you know, guns as his cufflinks or. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but he really made me laugh. But he's not. He's a. That said, he's really not a very likable character. But um, but the best thing about it, and the best thing about it, is that it's got some really interesting supporting players. So as okay. I say, it's got John Vernon as the main bad guy. You know, yeah. who plays Dean Wormer is the character in Animal Dean House, Wormer. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and he's the mayor in Dirty Harry. Come to think of it. Oh, yeah. Um, there's Mel Ferrer plays the sleazy lawyer, and he was the first husband of Audrey Hepburn, which I found quite interesting. Yeah, There's got a small part for Leslie Ann Down as a prostitute. Now I oh, just mentioned really? her because, yeah, in the I think the year after this, she played um, Olga in the Pink Panther Strikes Again, yes, which yes. was definitely a favourite of mine when I was a kid. Uh, James Booth is there as a kind of crim, and he plays Private Hook in Zulu, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was before this, but you know, I think he's good in that. Brian Glover's in this, Yay! doing doing awesome. Brian Glover is he plays Jimmy the Bet, <laughs> <laughs> the man with whom you place bets. Um, and there's Donald Henderson, who's one of the generals in you know the Star Wars in the first Star Wars. Yeah. Um, also, it's got Tony Robinson in it. Oh no way! Yes. How bizarre this is, is that? This is 1975, so this is like eight years before the first Blackadder. Wow. And he plays a small part where he gets he's a he's a motorcycle courier and he gets thrown in the water. He's got a speaking part. This is a full yeah, you know, such a long time before he actually gets, you know, proper work. It's just really interesting seeing him. Anyway, I thought that was That's another amazing. interesting one. Yeah. That's a pretty, you know, well rounded supporting cast then. Yeah, I I know no, it's just listing supp- supporting players isn't a reason to watch a film, but like I say, I think that's quite an interesting sort of set, a group of actors, and they each one sort of adds something to it. And I'd say, I mean, basically, it's not very good. It's worth seeing for 70s London and these interesting people. And John Wayne, I'm not a huge John Wayne fan, but he actually, he's likeable enough in this, okay. but it's definitely got some so bad it's good nonsense. And I do have a best line, worst line. <laughs> Okay, so my best line, worst line, is not really... I can't really do the line, because the line itself is really meh and not very interesting, but there's just this bit when his buddy cop, she's standing talking to a man, and you realise it's her fiancé, and she's basically saying, sorry, because of this Brannigan character, I'm not going to be back for dinner tonight, sorry, kind of thing. And then Brannigan turns up, and they sort of shake hands, (laughs) and the 
and and the fiance sort of says, "You're the reason that you've no, you're the, my my love life's been suffering because of you." And then Brannigan goes, John Wayne goes, "If I was twenty years long younger, you're you, you know." And it's just like, "Ugh, uh. Uh, stop!" And she's just there, sort of standing there, like looking at them, going, "Oh yes, they're all discussing getting with me." And I just I didn't like it a because she was discussed like you know just this very seventies pair of men discussing this woman like she wasn't there, but also it just made me think of John Wayne humping, and I don't want to think oh. about John Wayne naked at the best of times he's a very asexual being to me I think of him yeah, as a, I agree with you you know he's not a sexy figure is he so I don't no. want to think of him 20 years time <laughs> 20 years younger humping someone that might be but, an absolutely excellent um, you know aid for prolonging the moment as it were <laughs> just think of a, a sexy John Wayne <laughs> anyway and that's I'm out dude I, that's, that's all I've got to say okay. on Brannigan I'd, I'd say it's a D it's a D. Okay, so we 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 run our our, our scale from E or A to E or E to A, depending on which you want to look at it. A being the best, <laughs> E being the worst, and then Z being so bad it's good. So D, that's that's not making me want to watch it. I have to say, Mm-mm. fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I can, I can live with that. I had a very similar but different experience. Uh huh. So um, mine also ended up in London, from America. And it had a certain fish-out-of-water element to it. But mine involved uh, three protagonists, two of whom were ladies. Ooh. So, yeah, actually, again, once, once again, similarities. Mm. Um, it was called Three Kinds of Heat. <laughs> now, you may be forgiven for misinterpreting what this is. I'm going to read you the Wikipedia summary, <laughs> where it says... Two tall policewomen are assigned to Interpol. Why tall? Assigned by Interpol to uh, U.S. secret agent Elliot Cromwell to help him find the elusive founder of a vicious international crime syndicate. <laughs> From London to New York, the deadly underworld trail is strewn with false leads, dangerous deceptions, and dramatic discoveries. As a three police officers close in on the evil drug dealing triad, <laughs> then romance develops and the sparks and the sparks fly as the trio generates its own special kind of heat. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That sounds amazing. I want to watch this already. So, 1987. Yeah. It has, like I say, you've got got one police officer from uh, the US, one police officer from China, and then this um, sort of State Department uh, kind of guy who brings them together in almost sort of semi-Charlie's Angels kind of way. (laughs) Now, the, the whole thing opens in an airport where the impossibly blonde and Amazonian Sergeant O'Shea is on duty and uh, there's a shootout at the airport involving Chinese men who have uh, machine guns built into briefcases and also Sylvester McCoy of Doctor Who fame. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. Um, and sort of sort of some shady figures and then bursting onto the scene is a uh, a rather incredibly tall Chinese actress or Chinese American actress called Shakti Chen. Oh, Although in the credits, she's just known as Shakti. I don't know Shakti Chen. That's that's a new one on me. Is she was she famous yes. in 1987? No, ni- neither of our two female leads really went anywhere. Oh, really? Shakti Chen was interestingly enough married to the director Leslie Stevens, who didn't make many movies after this. Did a lot of TV. Right. Did a bunch of um, Outer Limits and yeah. uh, things like that. Uh, we've got Robert Ginty as the uh, as Cromwell, the kind of male lead, who you'll have seen in various things. Well, it's just one of those faces. You go, oh, you were in Murder, She Wrote, or whatever, that kind of right. thing. Right, yeah, but yeah. But then you also have Sylvester McCoy, you have Barry Foster, 
who is most famous in this country for playing Berger, not Berger, um, uh, Van der Volk. Do you remember Van der Volk? Well, I, uh, I, I know that. I, I, yes, I know it, and I know the theme tune because the yeah. theme tune's great. But I don't, I know, don't, don't think I ever watched it. Uh, and mm. apparently Samantha Fox is in this but I missed her as well mm. anyway so after this is ridiculous shootout at the airport and it is very 1987 <laughs> um, they get to the, uh, Cromwell goes into this room where he constantly says I need to talk to I need to talk to Global Interpol <laughs> and there are loads of TV screens with various old men who go yes you can form a unique crime syndicated <laughs> thing and then he goes and gets Sergeant O'Shea and um, Shakti um, who uh, is called Major Shan? She's major. She's and she's she's in prison, right? Because she burst in on this airport shootout because um, she was tracking a suspect from China, but she didn't really have you know jurisdiction. And then he gets her out and blah 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 blah. Okay. So they they form this sort of crime fighting trio. Now um, Major Shan has leads in Harlem, so she she nicks a police car. Of course she does. And drives to Harlem to go and hunt down people. Yeah. Um, and there's a very sort of weird crossover with a bunch of... Um, it's very Harlem and a bunch of black guys with Chinese names, huh. which I think is quite coolly multicultural. Yeah. But quite weird. Yeah. Um, and eventually they meet up with... They, they all meet up again, and then they, they're they chasing this elusive guy called Harry Pym, who's going to be the courier for the black... Lion syndicate who are smuggling drugs or smuggling arms or smuggling something, and they ended up fo- they end up following his girlfriend, who gets on a plane and they go, well, we have to go on a plane too to London, <laughs> and then they go to London. Oh, good. Um, and they walk around London. There's loads of great stock shot footage of London, and then they end up in a fashion show in a small basement, right in London. And that takes a really, really, really long time. Then there's another shootout, and then they go back to New York, and then they sort of catch the guy, who is Sylvester McCoy. Oh, after oh. a shootout at a fireworks factory. Oh no! It's really, 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 really weird and random, but not that weird and random. It's just bad. And I, for a while, I was thinking, this is this this could well be a Z. This could well be a so bad it's good. But I actually think it's just so bad it's bad. Oh. And I, but but, but um, it's hard though because I I do have a certain amount of affection for it. I'm not going to say don't watch this movie. I quite enjoyed it, but it's awful. Mm. Also, that Wikipedia thing where it says they generate the sparks fly as a trio generates its own special kind of heat. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the guy and the girl and then um. Leslie, I've got what's her name, Victoria Barrett and Robert Ginty start to get it on, mm. but Shakti doesn't get involved. There's no mm. sort of like three kinds of heat sort mm. of thing. Um, there are some awesome, awesome ridiculousnesses to it. Like you've got the American police officer in her uniform, and the Chinese police officer in her uniform, which makes her look a bit like she's a sort of formal guard. Both tailing this woman round London, <laughs> and it's the least subtle surveillance you've ever seen. Oh, please say it's, it's too... in a knee-tight jag. <laughs> no, no, but it's two like really tall, be-uniformed women, completely out of context, just slowly following this woman around to various boutiques <laughs> in London, which is just particularly brilliant. Um, it has lots of the score is very low rent Harold Fultonmeyer kite style. Right, yeah. There's loads of stuff like. Like what I did love about it is there's loads of things like global Interpol or the prisoner has escaped from emergency hospital. There was, there was this um, um, there was this recurring Mitchell and Webb sketch where they 
had these writers who never did any research <laughs> and everything they sort of like and so they, they write a hospital drama and they go he needs some foot medicine <laughs> and it's exactly like that all the names of places are just like <laughs> totally generically say what you see oh that's hilarious uh, but it's but it's look, I if you're in the mood for this if you're um feeling studenty great if you're feeling really hungover great you know what i mean like mm. if you wanted to be off your brain and watch something this is probably really entertaining but you you sort of like you you get through it and you're just like i do i do i thank myself for watching this probably not mm. no if i yeah, if i watch it with a group of friends maybe it'd be quite funny but really overall i can't say it's enriched my life and i can't say it's going to enrich yours there is a best line, worst line. I was going to say. Ex- <laughs> it's the same line. Apart from the fact that everything Sylvester McCoy does, because he is appalling. But this best line, worst line. Okay, good. Uh, Major Shan, after she steals the police car and drives into Harlem, she starts to try to talk jive to some of the people in Harlem. Oh, God. Um, but that's not it. But then she asks, but then they have trouble understanding her accent. So it's like, whoa, loads of multicultural problems. Um, and then uh, after she drives off, the two black dudes she's been talking to, one of them says, is that the new... Because she's wearing, like I say, this kind of like, it's almost like a military guard's outfit. Is that the new uniform? And the other one says, no, she's in the police band. She plays the sousaphone. Oh. And the other guy goes, hey, you see that piece on her hip? That ain't no sousaphone. She's a bad cop. Wow! 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's oh, like, that's so it oh. sort of edges into like real black exploitation dialogue yeah. kind of thing. It mm. uses the word sousaphone, which is amazing, <laughs> but at the same time, it's rubbish. It's it's an E plus D minus. Wow. Okay. But well, I did not. But I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it at the same time. No. Well, I was going to just quickly cut in because sometimes I find, especially I think it's films from 1987. I just quite like being in 1987. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, There's just something inherently fun about well. watching the clothes, seeing the buildings, seeing the cars, you know, just yeah, 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 so you're totally. going to have a good time, even if it's total balls. The, the acting is just appalling mm-hmm. throughout. It's just appalling. Yeah. yeah. So overall, probably not a recommend unless you fancy, if you like that kind of thing, you'll definitely, you know what it actually, you know what it really reminded me of? It reminded me of watching Kung Fury. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no one had realised they were making a spoof. There's a couple, because she's from mm. China, there's a couple of Kung Fu sequences that are just her moving really slowly and awkwardly because she obviously <laughs> doesn't know Kung Fu. <laughs> but it was it was like watching everything that Kung Fury was taking the piss out of. Yeah, you're really good at spotting fake Kung Fu moves. I remember you did it very well in uh, oh, Invaders from Mars, whatever it was called. Yeah. yeah. So, let's move on yes. from that... And interestingly enough, we once more move on to a buddy cop movie, unsurprisingly, but one that is also another sort of, you know, cultural melting pot. Hmm. What is it, Johnny? It's called Bon Cop, Bad Cop. From 2006. Yeah, Bon as in French for for, for good, obviously. Yeah. And the reason being because it's a Canadian film and it's all about or set in the cross-cultural, fish-out-of-watery stuff of a anglophone 
and francophone cops. Yes, Ontario and Quebec. Basically, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so basically, two Canadians. There's a clean-cut anglophone from Ontario and a schlubby francophone from Quebec, and they've got to work together to get a murdered victim because he's found he's found right on the Ontario-Quebec he's border, found, isn't he? He's found about on the sign of the <laughs> <Yeah>. border. <laughs> yeah, so that. his head's over one side and yeah. his legs are over the other, and they have this particularly painful exchange mm. about how if you're winning a race, you do it with your head, but if you're um, oh yeah 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 something else. Oh, if you're um, in tennis, you're in with your feet. Um, but he's found draped over the sign. Yeah. Um, so they must work together. One thing I just wanted to raise with you right at the beginning of this. So it was called Bon Cop, Bad Cop. Right? Yeah. But the good cop is essentially the Anglophone. And the schlubby bad cop is essentially the Francophone. Hmm. Do you think they didn't call it good cop, mal cop? Because they thought it might get confused with mall cop. <laughs> good question. Yeah, I was yeah, watching it going. The Bond cop isn't the Frank. <laughs> anyway, sorry, let's going in a bit early with that. Yeah. Basic plot: Yes, body gets found over the border. Mm-hmm. These two get smushed together by their by their both you know shouty police chiefs. They, they've both got shouty police chiefs, haven't, haven't they? Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. This is this oh, film's really good. If you collect shouty police chiefs, this one's got two of them. If you collect buddy cop tropes, this put this film. Yeah. just you know, there's a massive checklist. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and that's what I didn't say about mine. It, it, it's you know, it, it's it's quite buddyish mine mm. in terms of the sort of like the straight laced uh, Chinese girl getting on with the American mm. also straight laced person. But it doesn't have that sort of like the comedy free song. Yeah, and this one Whereas, definitely, definitely, definitely has that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Basically, the first body, the one that's found on the sign, turns out to be a hockey executive. So this a film hockey. has got ice hockey. This is Stuff very through it. This is very Canadian. Very, very Canadian. Yes, and um, and the clues lead them to a pilot who they end up fighting, and he ends up in the trunk of a car. Then they go to a ballet recital. His car explodes, so their witness gone. Then they find a house with loads of marijuana growing in the thing. They find another body, and each body has has uh, tattoos on has it, tattoo. which seems yeah. to sort of like point them towards the next victim. And again, there's this is when they start to realise that, okay, there's definitely a hockey theme running through this and it's all to do with, yes. without giving away any more, it's all to do with money from America. You know, it's definitely... Well, they, well, a, they, they think, at one point, they think it's all done in Quebec yeah. and then they find one of these victims in Ontario. Oh, yeah, that's right. That yeah, yeah. The trail is sort of leading that way kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's all about the two of them being sort of doing, trying to get on with schlubby guy and uptight guy yeah. and French-speaking guy and English-speaking guy, um, even though they are both bilingual. Yeah. Um, and the sort of the marrying of the two cultures. And, I, I mean, one thing I think it does really interestingly is half the movie is essentially in French and half is in English. Yeah, it keeps just vaulting back and forth, doesn't it? But it, but it definitely has its sort of hit... hit like they, they very much set it out when they go to Quebec. He's like, right, you're speaking French now. Mm. And then he's like... They, then, then, like, Act 2 is in... Ontario and he's like well you're speaking English now ha 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 yeah yeah um, and uh, so it, it does that quite nicely and it, it really does I think try and get so many um, tropes in I mean on, on my sort of review I've done it in a slightly I started writing this down and realised I was actually writing good bad good bad good bad <laughs> like dead body good jurisdictional chat bad bilingual concept good police chief acting bad <laughs> yeah Pathologist, good. Um, weird swiper, Angelina Jolie. For me, I found when this first started, it, just, it but basically this film took me, took a while to win me over because I'm I thought utterly with you. I thought the first twenty minutes, some of the some of the strokes, as it were, were really broad and, and just a bit late. Like so, the schlubby French dude, 
Like, he has a crappy car. Fine. That's a nice little thing. It shows that he's messy. But there's this bit yeah. when he's just got the, the uptight dude in his car and he does some really over-the-top sort of dangerous driving and you just sort of think... Like, almost killing pedestrians yeah, dangerous it's just like, driving, yeah. which a cop would never do. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I just thought, yeah, you, you're losing me here. But, in fact, once... It was from about the scene where they end up in the house where the marijuana's grown and they're just, you know, they're following... From around there, their interplay started to sort of win me over. And I do like both the performers. So the French guy's Patrick... Huard, I'm not sure how you say his name. His surname. I think yeah, it's Huard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, who's basically the the French. Who's basically he was a. I think he was a comedian and performer actually. Yeah, and, I think yeah. And yeah. he sort of this the, the, this this film was sort of co-written by him based on an idea by yeah. him, and then the English speaker is. Colm Fiore. Yeah, again, yeah. I'm not sure how he pronounced He's in a that. lot of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. I first rec- West Wing I, and he's in loads of... I recognised him as the... He's the um, face-removing guy in Face Off. He's the surgeon. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, gets, yeah. Who gets yeah. offed. But anyway, and I really like both of them in this. I thought they were perfect. And... Um, but yeah, it started winning me over because I liked a lot of the bit actors in this actor as well. I yeah. like their families respectively. Yeah, but I think I think good. you have to get through the first 20, 25 minutes because I yeah. think it's quite poor to begin with. And Completely agree. But I do think it's worth getting through those first yes. 20, 25 minutes. Yes. Oh, look, the, the script is basically quite bad throughout. Mm. It does get better, but the script the script is clunky. Mm. It really is clunky at times. And there's, there's times when I would say that there are too many Canadian in jokes. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I there didn't mind few, that, but I know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. There's a point when I was just like, like "This is cool," but you know, mm-hmm. uh, you making this slightly inaccessible. Um, there was a good bar fight. I really liked yeah, the pathologist. Fight, the the French pathologist was awesome. Yeah, I I liked him. I didn't like him quite as much as you. I mean, for me, yeah. they, the the bit that it started winning me over most was there was this really good bit where they started swearing and arguing about the mechanics of like verbs, nouns, and prepositions yes, in French. Yes, he was teaching him swearing. Yeah. in different <laughs> yeah. verb forms. I loved that. Thought that, that was, was awesome. Yeah. In different. Yeah, it was like a. It was a French um, swearing grammar lesson. <laughs> there were some really weird missteps. There was this really weird point where they get to a helicopter and they do this like super fast kind of like um, montage cut that just made no sense whatsoever. And loads of very TV-ish transitions. Well, between. I was going to say it seemed quite 2006. Like some of the sort yes. of flair. It's quite. Is, am I right to say it's quite bullet timey? Like the colour palette. Do I mean uh, bullet time? No, it's not bullet no, time. No. What do I mean? You mean bleach bypassy? No, I don't. I'm, no. I'm thinking of a particular. Hold on, I've got it written down. I wrote it down. Oh, what? It doesn't matter. I thought the palette, the color palette, was of its time, and I thought some of the sort of flair and fast cuts were quite of their time and quite TV-ish. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, it, it feels very um, almost um, post CSI kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I oh, and I didn't like the soundtrack that much at times either. It had good bits, but it got on my wick sometimes as well. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice it that much. Well, but I yeah, did. So I, there, there were certain points where it really won me over. Like you see, there was a, there's this fire in the marijuana house where they obviously get slightly stoned, but they never mention it. Mm, yeah. Like it's obvious what they're doing, but I a million and one other. Um, things would have said, "Oh, I think we're stoned." Or like yeah. they just leave you to work out that that's what's happened, even though they make it pretty obvious. I think a lot of people would have been even more obvious. Um, and it's like there's a point when they stop a bomb, oh, yeah. and they don't stop it on one second or two seconds. They stop it with 33 seconds left. Like it's 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 not. They don't do quite the obvious things that I sort of um, expected. And yeah. then I really hated the ending, and then I didn't. Oh, why do you hate the end? Oh, well, we better not say what we be, no, the way the plot was, was going. Or... With, where, the, where the yeah and uh, yes, because and there was but there was a bit right at the very end where the dialogue was really bad, and then it actually flipped it around. Yeah, 
And I went, oh, that's a really great idea. Hooray. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I can't quite mean... I don't, I'm not quite sure where you're getting at. But either way, I liked the ending. And by that point, mm. I totally... I was forgiving it of any, any of yeah. the clunk anyway. I but, just thought, oh, you've won me over here. So, yeah. Overall, for me, I reckon this is a C plus, B minus. C plus... It's hard. I don't know about you, but... How many how many dual language movies are you going to watch? So do yourself a favor and watch this one. Yeah, I partly think also I, for me it's this quite is funny. this is for me. I think this is these guys are quite charming. This is B minus because I think it is quite charming and and I definitely would recommend it. I think it starts badly and then after that it's just quite fun and it doesn't outstay its welcome too much. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I like. Yeah, no, I think it's good. Do you, how about um, best line worst line? Did you have any best line worst lines for me? Yeah, but I don't know how well I'm going to be. <laughs> Basically, it was just one. It was in that scene when they were holding torches and looking around at you know a murder scene, and it was a darkened room. And it, oh, it was it was it was a bit like the lair of what's his name in Seven. You know, it was a dark yeah, room yeah. with like sort of. And there was a photograph of some bloke on the wall, and he's supposed to. And he and he goes, "Oh, that's the jerk who sold Quebec to Colorado, as in a hockey team. That's the jerk who mm. sold Quebec to Colorado." And then the the American uh, the the, Eng, the Anglophone says, "And next year they won the cup, right?" And then he just goes. It was really childish, but yeah. Apart from that, there were loads of quite good bits. I thought, and uh, just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fun. No, yeah. I think my my my, my best line mm. um, in it was uh, it's when they, it's why I like the pathologist, right? Mm. So uh, they found this body on top of a sign. Mm. It looks pretty hard how it got there. It got there, and the the patho- they start with the pathologist, and he says it depends on the speed of the helicopter, and the cop goes. What? Who said anything about a helicopter? And the pathologist goes, "Well, well, me just then. I, I could have sworn I just said helicopter, didn't I?" But it was quite a nice, different way to do that. Like, who said anything about that kind of thing? He's like, "Well, well, me." Yeah. That yeah. and is like slightly when he's talking about all the different ways he could have got there. Got up there, he says, "If it was a stork, it was stuck in a forty-six-year-long <laughs> traffic jam." And I thought that was quite funny too. Yeah. That was Overall. Good. Like the movie, yeah, me too, me too, me too, me too. Um, awesome. I'm going to watch the sequel. Yeah, I don't know whether I will watch the sequel. Mm, good question. But yeah, oh, well, we should say because yeah, it's, it, there's been a Netflix made sequel, I think, which only came out last year. Yeah, so that's another not, good reason. not by the same director. No, but it was the biggest domestic film at the box office in the history of Canadian cinema. Really? Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, that is that is absolutely incredible. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So, anyway, there we are. We're done on Bod Cop, Bad Cop. What next, dude? Well, next time around, I thought we might as well come out of the uh, the world of fiction and back into the world of non-fiction. That wasn't much of a transition, was it? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've been looking at Netflix. There's a whole bunch of sports docs on there. I think it might be quite nice. I well, need I to clear want, out. Want, want to watch a couple of sports documentaries. I think they, there are some brilliant ones. I've just watched, actually, um, all of Last Chance U, which is their... Um, sort of American football documentary series but that doesn't count because that's a TV show and not a movie yeah I started uh, watching that it's great isn't it yeah it's fantastic so I would mm. really like to watch a couple of sports docs so that's what next time around three sports documentaries from us to you um hut hut 64 25 shut oh up. that was embarrassing dude it was wasn't it <laughs> I'm not doing that again <laughs> um by the way have you ever have, have, talk, just talking for hockey have you ever looked up Wayne Gretzky or whatever he's called on, on Wikipedia he's amazing he really is amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's done an incredible <laughs> amount of stuff, and even off the field, like charitable work, all that sort of thing. But as a hockey player, yeah. it's just absolutely incredible. Oh my god, yeah. that movie was so full of hockey. <laughs> I like. <laughs> it, 
That movie <laughs> really likes hockey. Yeah, I know. Sports documentaries next time. We'll have three of them ripe and ready for you to pluck from the sporting documentary tree. Oh, you total knob. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, Bomb Cop, Bad Cop's a really annoying title, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really annoying title. Yeah. If you can think Go of on. a better title, why don't you drop us a tweet on Twitter? At yes. watch anything, or if there's anything you'd like us to cover. Maybe you hate sports. Maybe you hate sports documentaries. Maybe you hate buddy cops. Maybe there's something you'd really love us to cover. So, t- just 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 hit us up on Twitter at we watch anything, Facebook slash we watch anything, Gmail. You know we watch anything at gmail.com. Any one of those ways you can get hold of us and just let us know what you think. That would be awesome because you know a bit of user input is a uh, is always a lovely thing. It is a lovely thing. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, Jono. Thanks for being you. Yeah, it's all right, dude. Anytime. All right, we'll speak to you all soon. Bye. 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 Bye.